Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to episode 16 of the Talking Grammar Podcast. I am glad you're here, glad you're taking a part in all this, glad you're listening however you got here through iTunes. Maybe you have a subscribe there. If you don't, go ahead and subscribe at iTunes. Maybe you're listening to us from uh, via SoundCloud. Maybe you got to us from the Albuquerque Journal's website, where, by the way, at abqjournal.com slash sports, there's an entire archive of every episode of the Talking Grammar Podcast. So... Uh, give it a listen or give it a click and uh, go look at some past episodes. Today's episode will be a conversation I recently had with the two sophomores on the Lobo basketball team, Aquatch Malawatch and Vladimir Pinchuk. I um, think you're going to enjoy that. We'll get back to a little bit more on that conversation here in a few minutes, but I did want to update as I record this. It's Wednesday, October 3rd, and I wanted to update for those that didn't see on the abqjournal.com website over the weekend or aren't on social media and just haven't heard yet, but Vlad, I'm sorry, the, the Lobos suffered a, a major setback on Saturday, the second official practice of the season, and Jaquan Lyle, the Ohio State transfer, ruptured his Achilles tendon, will be lost for the season. Odds are, I say lost for the season. Just to be very clear, this is about a six-month injury. It's possible he could be cleared by March, and the Lobos certainly hope they're playing deep into March. I think by by most people's account, you know, this is obviously likely to be a season-ending injury. But to be clear, the timetable on this would uh, leave the window open for a possible return in March. So I'll leave that at that, although I do expect it to be a season-ending injury. Major blow to the Lobos. Jaquan had a chance to be the best player on this team, on a team that is a major um, upgrade talent-wise and, and just all around over last year's team. And, and Jaquan, Jaquan was going to be a big piece of that. He is a guy that, remember, took a year off after high school um, to go to IMG Academy in Florida. Um, one of the most highly recruited players in the country. Committed to Louisville at one point, to Oregon at one point. Ended up at Ohio State. One year after high school, did another prep school year, and then he played two seasons where he was a starter and contributor, big-time contributor, at Ohio State. Set out last year, um, so we're talking already four years after high school, set out last year as a transfer at UNM. Was so happy and excited about a couple weeks ago when we talked to the media about how close it was to getting back on the court and getting to show all those people where he's from, all the people that followed his recruiting, all the people at Ohio State and everybody here at UNM just uh, how ready he was in the best shape of his life, he said, and uh, he was excited to show people what he could do. Uh, unfortunately, that is all for naught. At this point, he will be missing the season. As I said, I, he's expected to miss the entire season with that ruptured Achilles, so big blow to him, obviously, big blow to the team, but they do now have a month to get ready um, before the season starts and to figure out what they're going to do without him and to move forward. Still a lot of other talent on this team. Carlton Bragg, the former McDonald's All-American, played two years at Kansas, was at Arizona State last year, transferred to UNM in January, still waiting on an appeal from a decision on an appeal from the NCAA to see if he can join the team November 6th. If not, he will be expected to join the team about December 16th. I believe that's a Central Arkansas game midseason. So he's been looking really good in practice. UConn transfer Vance Jackson's been looking good. McQuatch um, Malawatch, who, who started to come on, ended up being one of the top three freshmen in the Mountain West a year ago. Um, he's been looking even better uh, in the practices I've watched. This team is still one with a ton of talent, and they will be one of the top three teams in the Mountain West this year, even with the Jaquan Lyle news that, uh, that came out this weekend. So still a lot to look forward to for Lobo fans for this program, and that's sort of where we're at right now. A month away from the season, um, they, I know this is a team right now that still expects to compete for a Mountain West title. Nevada will be the clear-cut favorite. Nevada will be the, the team I pick to win the Mountain West, and, and others will too. Mountain West Media Day, by the way, is coming up in a couple weeks on October 16th, and the preseason media ballots will come out then. I imagine it'll be unanimous for Nevada, and it should be. They're going to be a top-10 team in the country in the preseason polls. They will be picked to win the Mountain West, and the two teams that have a chance to challenge them, if anybody can challenge them, will be San Diego State and New Mexico. And even with the Jaquan Lyle news, um, while that is a big uh, a big setback for the Lobos, they will still be in that second tier with San Diego State. Now back to hoops. And this episode, as I mentioned, is a conversation with Vladimir Pinchuk, who is Ukrainian but grew up in Germany, and Makwach Malawatch, who was born in Sudan but grew up in Australia. And they're the two sophomores who became friends last year as they were kind of going through similar circumstances, getting to know a new country, getting used to college, 
um, a place they knew nobody, a place uh, that uh, they also had to get used to Division One basketball and the intense schedule that Paul Weir has his team on. And neither one of them had ever even lived by themselves together. Neither one of them were used to this. So uh, it was interesting. They they got helped kind of help each other get through some things. And um, like I said, Vlad, who is Ukrainian, his, his father taught him basketball growing up. He was His father, Igor, was a silver medalist for the 1990, I'm sorry, at the 1990 World Championships for the Soviet Union. And that's, he talks a little bit about that. And McQuatch, on the other hand, he was born, like I said, born in the Sudan. His family immigrated to Australia, played high school basketball in Australia for the same guy that coached Lobo assistant coach Chris Harriman in in Australia growing up. So that was the connection. That's how the Lobos found out about McQuatch initially. And I think he's poised, man. He's he's poised for a really big season this year. He's looked really good so far in practice and came on strong last year as a freshman. But he's got a chance to even push for all league honors as a sophomore. And had anybody said that a year ago at this time in October of 2017, nobody would have believed you because he nor Vlad were expected to play much. Vlad didn't play all that much, but he talks about that a little bit too. He's he's happy um, with what he got out of last year and what he can build on for this coming season. McQuatch, on the other hand, kind of had an opportunity presented to himself or presented to him last year when Sam Logwood needed some personal leave and also had the shoulder situation. So um, when he couldn't play, McQuatch got his opportunity and, and ran with it. It was... Uh, it was fun to watch McQuatch kind of break through last year a little bit. And in our conversation from earlier this week, these guys, they talk basketball. Uh, they talk about Vlad's love for watching Family Feud online and his love of game shows and McQuatch's love for, as he puts it, tomato sauce. We know it is ketchup here in the United States, but he puts tomato sauce on everything. Uh, we also talk about the season ahead. So um, the two of them even take over my job a little bit and start interviewing each other at one point. It was fun. I had a good time with it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here we go. Here's my conversation with Lobo basketball players Vladimir Pinchuk and McQuatch Malawatch. So we're just going to get going with this and kind of just start off. I want to talk. You two have more than other Lobo players here, a real unique path to get here just because you guys are both from other countries. And so I want to start there and talk about maybe what first got you guys here. I want to start with you, Vlad. Um, when did you first start getting recruited to New Mexico? And what did you know about New Mexico before uh, before you decided to come here? Mm-hmm. I think I started, um, I was playing a tournament in Spain yeah. for Munich. And... I didn't really have a lot of international performances before that. Um, so that was like kind of the first really big international stage where like other people from other, other countries could see me or right. see me play, whatever. And um, yeah. I, how old were you then? I was... Well, how old are you now? I mean, I'm, I'm 19 okay. now. Back then I was probably, I think I was still 17. Okay. And I, yeah, that at that tournament I was playing actually pretty good and I got some attention here and there and I'd say that that tournament was kind of like the breakout for me where I started getting international notice yeah. from different countries or colleges in general yeah was there some initial hesitation about whether you were going to come to the states to play or turn pro or were you all always planning to come to the states to play I mean it was kind of a dream to play at the states right but I was considering both because I was still like pretty young. I was still like 17 at the time and I could have thought about, you know, playing uh, for playing one more year into like in my home country for pro. I, f- I finished high school already at that time. So I just focused for one year, like for basketball. And you were playing on a pro team not right. as a pro, but the, the way it works over right, right. internationally is you can play for a professional team. Yeah, you can play for a pro- professional team without signing a contract or something yeah. like that. So I was thinking about should I stay one more year, play professional, and then go to college, or should I just go straight up to college? And then I got the opportunity to play here, and I decided that was probably the best decision I could make, and so I decided to come here. When was your first contact with Paul Weir? It was probably right right after that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I probably got like, I'd say like a couple weeks after that tournament, uh, I I had a conversation with him how does Paul Weir sell 
to an international player who probably has no idea what the University of New Mexico is about? How does he sell this program to you? Um, I mean, most of the time, the conversation itself tells a lie. Yeah. What the what the coach is about and what the program is about. And I think that was the most important part. Most important part for me to see who am I playing for, who's my coach, right? And the rest of it is, do I want it? Yeah. Do I want to do it? It's not. It's not about what college has more opportunities or stuff like that. At the end, it counts what, how far do you want to go? How far do you want to practice? And what are your goals? Yeah. And that program right here perfectly fit into that category. So. And so the relationship with Paul, obviously a big part of it, but did he, how much of the university did he sell? How much of actual basketball did he sell? And how much did he just have to sell himself? I mean, he did not, I knew him before because I think at that time he just won like the gold medal in yeah. the world championship, right? Yeah. So he had to be a good coach yeah. resulting of that. So I already knew something about him. I did my resource, uh, my my research on him and what he was doing, where he was playing as a coach and what his kind of play style is. He was always also telling me about it, like on the phone, like right. how he wants, how he wants to play, what his predictions are for me and how he wants me to be implemented in there. And I really liked it. And so I took, I did my decision. But you didn't get here till classes had already started. Right, right, right. right. I came here a little bit later because I had some uh, visa issues, they kind of got my documents confused, whatever. So, but there, it, was, it wasn't because of any hesitation or anything. Oh no, 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 no. It was just, it was just because I had to wait out my visa to come, and then, yeah, I, All was, right. I was able to. Come so, here. there's the back, and remind me too, not just the listeners, because I forget too. Where are you from? I'm. I was I was raised and born in Germany. Okay. But um, my parents are Ukrainian. Okay. So my roots are Ukrainian, but I was raised in Germany. How often did your parents, were they able to watch you last year? Um, they, well, they were watching like every game they okay. could back in, in Germany. There's a stream of some sort. Right, of right, right, right. They, came, they also came here in November last okay. year and they watched the, I think the Tennessee Tech game was that, yeah. All right. So there's the background. Um, let's get your background. Then I want to talk about when you guys both got here. Because you guys got here pretty close to the same time. You were here first, obviously. Um and, and before I go on, let me actually make sure once and for all I get the pronunciation right. Why don't you tell me and, and the listeners again how to pronounce your name? Makwat Malawat. Makwat Malawat. How often is that butchered? I mean, a lot. It doesn't really bother me anymore. So. What do, well, what do uh, your teammates have, What do your teammates call you? Kwat. Kwat a lot? Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. I know I've talked, talked with you about it. I did a story last year with you about it. But when did you start playing basketball, and when did you decide on coming to the United States? Uh, I decided to play to pick up the game of basketball when I was 12 years old um, in a small town called Armadale. So my cousin used to play basketball, and I was playing soccer at the time, so right. I didn't know about the, anything about the game. So he used to go every Sunday, like every weekend, he would go and play, he'd pick up. Um, so he would take us with him, and then from there, you know, it became a habit, which everyday thing, um, and just picked up from there. And when did you kind of make the conversion? I guess in your mind that you weren't a soccer player and you you were a basketball player. I think it was when I was in grade eight. So from then, I made the state team. Okay. Um, and then we traveled. So we went to a tournament. We didn't win the tournament, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and like. Back then, I didn't have any like skills. I would just, you know, rebound, pass, and I like to shoot the ball. But then yeah. I didn't have a, like a jump shot, so I really, you know, fell in love with the game and just followed from then on. Did you play any other sports? No, I my my dad played basketball, so I was I was in there from year one. So yeah, yeah nah, I I stick to basketball my whole life. How good was your dad? Um, he he got the silver medal for the. 92 World Championship, or right. was it 90? I think, right. yeah. What did he play? He was a big man too? Um, no, he was actually a guard. He okay. was, he was, he was 200 pounds, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, six, yeah. What, what's dad's name? Uh, Igor, Igor Pinchak, okay. yeah. When, can you beat him now? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's, he's 50, so, uh, yeah. When was the first, when, when was the first time you could beat him? Oh, I think he was still, 
she was still making me look bad when I was still like 13, 14, but I think when I, when I was All like right. 15, 16, yeah. He probably doesn't even play you anymore now. No, 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 definitely not. No, no, no. That's sort of the break off when, for dads, I think. Um, once the kid can beat you, you quit playing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, at least, I don't know, that's where I'm at. And I only have a daughter, so it's, hopefully I have a little bit longer than 13, but we'll see. Um, the connection, though, for UNM basketball is Chris Harriman, obviously. For, back to McWatch now for obviously there's no people watching this this is people listening so um, the, the Chris Harriman connection t- tell us a little bit about that and, and who he knew there and why that connection was important to your recruiting so my high school coach uh, he coached Harriman when Harriman was playing basketball back in Australia so Harriman high school coach's name Rex Nottage Rex yeah. yeah so him and Harry knew each other for a long time so uh, Harry called me and he said, you know, we really love to have you here in New Mexico. Um, you know, our style of play is very different, but we feel like you can fit in really well. And then he called my coach, too. And then he actually went to Australia to meet me. So we hung out for a little bit, a couple of days. And then uh, he came back. And then he got Paul to call me. And that was yeah. pretty big for me. And the way he, like, Paul spoke was, like, very interesting to me. And I really loved it because he, uh, he just said, you know, you know, we love you to come in. You know our system is very good, and we feel like you can fit right in. And he like some other coaches they would say like what do you want to hear, but Paul he didn't like the stuff he said. Like he didn't say oh you want to come in and start. Uh, we want you to make like we want to make you a franchise player. You talked with like the coaches though. You'd heard the recruiting yeah, of a yeah. lot of, of a lot so of coaches. People would call me and say you know we love your game. We watch you since like you know you started going to the high school. I went to in Newton. Yeah. And then they would say, you know, when you come in, you're going to be a starter and all these other stuff I didn't want to hear. But Paul called me and he said, you know, you come in, it's time to work. Like, it, it's up to you. And I really liked that. And when they offered me, like, it made it very easy. And I said, you know, I want to play for this guy. And obviously, I researched, like, as Vlad said, I researched him as well. Yeah. And what they did, what he did with Canada. So that was pretty impressive. All right, so the and I had this in my story last year, so it's not like a huge secret or anything. But when I asked Paul about what happened when he called you, um, he said, and this is the first time it had ever happened to him. It hasn't happened to him since. But he said he called you. Um, Chris had already set everything up. He calls you, pick up the phone, and you basically told him you had to go because you had a you had a job. You were, to, I guess, to pay for kind of paved your way through the, the board. Is, was it a like a prep school or? or? It was a, a private school. A private school. So yeah. so part of what you did to, to kind of pay your way there or, or how did that work? Um, or not just, really. It was just a job. Like, I, it was just a general job because okay. I had like, you know, the school in Australia, high school in Australia is very dis- different to America. So like I had like nine months, like seven months where I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And instead of going home, I, I decided to stay at the school and you okay. know, make a little bit of money before I came to And the you were day. doing landscaping, gardening yeah. work, like just... just yeah, just gardening. Um, and it, it was interesting because he called me. I was, like, working. And, right. like, my boss, you know, he's pretty tough. Yeah, the and boss. Yeah, so I told him, you know, call me back a little bit later. Like So a Division one coach calling you to talk about a possible scholarship, scholarship, and you tell him, you know, sorry, you're going to have to call back. I'm working right now. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited when he called, to be honest. Yeah. So I told, when I told him, uh, you know, call me later, I was like, you know, it's probably not the best thing to do, but he kept his word. He called me, like, exact hour I told him, and, we, you know, we talked from there. Well, what he told me about that was when you told him that, he told me he was sold. Like, he wanted you then. Like, if he wasn't calling you to offer you already, he, he was. He had nothing to do with basketball. You telling him and being willing to tell him that you had a job to do and you had to go do it kind of kind of convinced him. So um, I want to move forward now to you arrived in August of last year. Is that right? Yeah. Um, About... Two, three weeks maybe before. Before, Brian. yeah. Um, so you guys both get here late. You guys are the two freshmen on last year's team. Um, whole new country. The college experience is new for everybody. But not only are you guys going through the new college experience life, but you guys are going through the, the whole new life in a whole new country. And you guys become roommates. Um, how long before you two started to bond and become friends? And, and I guess, let me not be so presumptuous, I mean, are you two friends? I, I'm told yes. you guys are, but you two yes. get along pretty well. Okay. Um, you guys obviously had that bond from the start where, where maybe you nobody else on the team really had that. I imagine that helped some, but when did you guys start, uh, I guess, becoming friends? And was that as, as basic as it was? Because your backgrounds, 
you guys both had that bond, and that's why you guys became friends. Um, and it was I think it was pretty much in the beginning because yeah. we came here, we didn't know a lot of people, both of us, yeah. right? We didn't have a lot of friends or other people that we knew out here, so we have basically the same problems yeah. in the beginning that students have when they and, come and to another country, probably right? We still do like a year later. Yes, we still do. We sure. still do. That's right, and. If you have the same problems, most of the time you t you you're trying to fix them, right? Yeah. So we're basically helping each other out, trying to you know get along with everything, school. I don't know, simple things as getting dinner, sure. uh, working out, going to practice, all that kind of stuff, getting rides to class. Yeah. So and, and who was you guys' roommates last year? Oh. So we we're not roommates from the beginning. Okay, you weren't at the yeah. beginning. No, at okay. the beginning we were not roommates. We we just like I'd say like a couple months we became roommates. Before okay. that, I was living at Lobo Village downstairs. He was living upstairs. Okay. But yeah, we were still. We and then at some point, Joe was your guys' roommate, wasn't he, Joe? First. Yeah. yeah. Joe and was his roommate the whole time. Oh, Joe was your roommate right, the whole time. Right. Right. And I moved up into into that apartment. So you guys are. The, like you said, the whole new campus life, the whole new college life, basketball was intense, whole new country, all that stuff. You move in with Joe Firstinger. Who was your roommate? Back then it was Jaquan, Lyle, and this, the two other walk-ons, Mike okay. Mondragon and Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Um, I guess, was there initially some hesitation? Um, like, what did I get myself into? Did either one of you have that? And Did either one of you guys like talk with each other about kind of getting through those moments where like, man, this is maybe more than I thought? Either basketball-wise or college-wise or anything. No, for me, I, like, last year's team, I had, like, good people. Like, obviously, Vlad, Vlad uh, Antonio, Joe. Joe really helped me out, like, because he was my roommate. Yeah. So when I came in, like, I just saw his work ethic. You know, he showed me the way, like, you know, the bad side, like, what not to do. and you know. The bad I know field. by the end of the year, he was making sure to make a case for you for uh, for Mountain West Freshman of the Year. And yeah. Letting everybody know about it, too. Yeah, so Joe really helped me out, like, honestly, because, it, like, when I went back to Lobo, all we do is just hang out together, play FIFA, yeah. I hang out with Vlad a lot, and, you know, I just, you know, good people all around. Had either one of you been to the United States before? No. Uh, I came in 2016. Okay. For, yeah. What were you for here for? Basketball. Just for basketball. So my school, yeah, my high school, we came on a tour. Okay. Yeah, but... And you had never been here? No, I've never been. That was basically my first time. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, we're, we're talking here. Obviously, the English is, is just fine for both of you guys. Um, and, and you, I guess, did most of your growing up in Australia, though. So you did you always speak English? No, I learned it in Australia. Okay, so you learned it in Australia. primary school for, to, like, you know, like high school, just all the way through. So. What languages do you speak? Dinka. So it's like Sudanese. It's called Dinka. Dinka? Yeah. How often do you speak that? Right now here, not often, like unless I call my parents. Okay. But you know, I don't speak it a lot here. When did you learn English? Oh, uh, I think it was starting grade three, I'd say. Oh, okay. In school, yeah. How, what, what languages do you know? Um, English, German, Russian, and French. So you know four languages, like well, that it's it's school French, right? Okay. So I haven't spoken it in a long time because there is no need for right now. But, but you could get through like a lesson plan in a book or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you might not be able to go to France and have a conversation necessarily. Yeah, a full-on conversation fluently would probably not be possible, but I'll, I'll figure it out, yeah. All right. Um, and you're a pretty good student, though, right? Did, what, what did you get last year? Were you... Uh, was, were you Mountain West, uh, all academic or something like that? Yeah, I think that was something like that. Yeah, all right. academic honor. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the what the. But well, you're was. a pretty good student. Is he a good student? Yeah, he's like pretty, he's pretty good. good, right? Yeah. Um, what are your what are your guys' majors? It's, uh, my major is computer science. Computer my science, business management, business management. What do you guys want to do with that? Let's. I mean, before we even get into the basketball of all this, what do you guys want to do with what you guys are here going to school for? I mean, for me, I just want like after everything you said and done, I just want to go back to like Australia, set up my own business, you know, like a sole trader, yeah. and you know, just run it. Um, anybody you know that's doing what you want to do here or anywhere? I mean, oh, back, back, back home. home oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my coach, he had a master's in it, so okay, yeah, he could help me out. And I have like uh, like guardians that made like you know. Okay. Uh, so you have a path for yeah, that. I mean, yeah. All right. What do you want to do? What's your major? I, computer science. Okay. I don't. It's it's a lot of things I can do with it right now, and I do not I do not have a path yet what exactly I want to do with it. 
but definitely, first of all, getting my degree in computer science, and then I can do a lot of things with it. Technically, I could go to law school, yeah. because there's a big part in computer science that is also about regulations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or I could just... Uh, People probably don't usually think about that, but I mean, yeah. law, law school can follow up a whole lot of majors. Yeah. Right? Computer science is probably one that I would imagine there's not a whole lot of Yeah, it's not, it's not a lot background. of people doing that. Yeah. Definitely not. Or I could just um, start working for a company, you know, doing regular programming in different kind of languages, computer languages. So I really haven't decided yet. I'll probably, I'll probably make my decisions when I start doing higher level courses in, in college to see what, what my preferences are. But for right now, I'm not sure what I'm going to do later. All right. So back to last year when you guys both started and, and um, you guys were here, what are some of the biggest hurdles that an international student coming to the United States, again, kind of forgetting basketball for the moment, what, what were some of the biggest hurdles you two had to get over as international students? And, and maybe what are some of the misconceptions that maybe a lot of other people might have of, of either one of you or just international students in general? I mean, for me, like, I would say, like, living by myself, because I've never done that in my life. Really? I've always been with my parents and then for some, like, somebody. So Do you always share a room? Yeah. I, like having my own room, like the freedom yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know how to cook these days, so yeah. I still struggle in that field. But uh, for me, like being independent, it was very, very, very big. You can cook though. Yeah, I. He can cook. Yeah, he first, can cook. I I had to learn it at some point because eating out somewhere every day is uh, kind of getting expensive at some yeah. point. So uh, I had to learn it, even though I. Was I didn't want I did not want to yeah I end up well right now I think looking back at it I think it was a good, very good decision yeah. yeah yeah because if you cook you can actually make whatever you want to eat right sure. and it's definitely cheaper than uh, eating at some place or driving over there all the time yeah all right so you guys obviously um, well first of all let me let me ask you what do you have um, or what do you remember about sort of the biggest hurdle you had to get over initially. I would say the same thing, but bes- like be- besides living by myself, yeah. it was also the first time because before that I was living with my parents the whole time. And um, I would say in the beginning, the cla- going to class or like in general, everything that is around university life yeah. that considers like academics and all that kind of stuff because I have not, it's, it's very different to what I have done in Germany or how class in all that kind of was structured. So working through all those assignments and basically fulfilling all those assignments in a different language, right? Yeah. Before that, I was reading everything in German, right? And then I would just, you know, fulfill or like do my do my assignment, I'll be done. And this time I have actually, sometimes I have to translate stuff to see what exactly does my teacher want me to do right. here. I have to ask other people, like, what exactly does that mean right here? What do I have to do? All right. So there, there's some of the, the background of, of how you guys got started here and, and some of my questions. But you two know each other a lot better than, than I know either one of you guys, obviously. And I'm curious. Uh, you guys kind of both talked about what you might want to do down the road. For a minute, though, I'm going to ask you guys to just sort of play my role a little bit and, and kind of ask questions yourselves of, of each other if you can. And, and I know... You guys kind of, like I said, you guys know each other better than, than, than I do. So why don't one of you two start, um, and uh, who wants to start with the question? I got it. I you got, got it? it? All yes, right. Sir. I got it. Okay, first question. Who is your favorite ba- Australian basketball player? I mean, that's pretty tough. I would say Patty Mills. Uh, you know, he's the smallest guy, but he just tries hard. and He played, like, a huge, like, role in the 2014 Spurs Championship, so... You know, that's my guy. All right. I'm, so what I am going to do is I'm going to jump in and ask a follow-up to some of these, okay? For sure. How far down the list before you get to one of the Lobos that played? Not that far because <laughs> Luke Longley, I'll say second. All right. So Luke is second? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll probably have to say Joe Ingles, Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze probably be like second, to be honest, because okay. he's like basically invented basketball into it, like in Australia. So I'll put him second. Luke Longley, obviously... Um, people like Ben Simmons, sure. uh, Dante Exum. Right now, there's a lot of very good players, so it, it's tough. But Patty Mills, to me, you know, he's the guy. And of course, I mean, 
Matthew Greenwood and Cam Bear, so it has oh, yeah. to be way up there, right? Just since you're wearing the shirt. I mean, they played like a very big role, like in me deciding to come here because um, I heard of, uh, you know, Hugh Greenwood yeah. and Cam Bear, so and I watched their highlights and I was like, you know, I feel and like I, that's, I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of a hard time. I know they're <laughs> not at that at the very highest level of Australian basketball, but obviously you knew of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, very good. You got all right. What's next? Who wants the next question? You got uh, it. I probably asking. Who is your favorite basketball player, and why? I would. I'd have to go with my dad probably, because I pro. I my whole life I would look up to him, and he would. He basically taught me the game of basketball my entire life, and I would say the play style I have right now, a lot of them is from him, and he taught most of it. So he he probably be my favorite basketball player that I looked up to. I also saw a lot of tape on him ba- playing basketball, even though it was a long time ago. Yeah. And maybe sometimes black and white, but it's 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 all right. It's on the old like projector yes. films and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was very old tape. No, but he he probably be my favorite basketball player. Yes. All right, but how, so how tall are you right now? Six eleven. You're six eleven. Okay. Um, and he was a guard. Uh-huh. Were you always big, or did you hit a late spurt, or were you always a big for your age kind of player? No, I was. I was. I was always very tall. I would not say big. I okay. was very tall because I, in the, when I was playing in Germany, I was still skinny. I was very skinny. I was when I came here, I was like 215 pounds. Okay. And then over the course of the year, with a lot of eating, a lot of practice, a lot of lifting, yeah. I got bigger and bigger, and my body type kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. All right. So dad teaching you to be a guard though, or was he pretty good at teaching you to be? No, he was he was a guard, but he also played power forward. Okay. So a lot of he t- also taught me a lot of big man moves, yeah. how to play in the post, what to look out for, and all that kind of stuff. But a big man should always know how to play sure. most of the roles because you never know, right? You always you also have to dribble the ball, right? So ball handling is a big big part, and especially right now, there's a lot of big men that can shoot and all that kind of stuff. So, all right. So then one follow up to the basketball question: the favorite players. Who's the guy in the league? I'm not suggesting you guys think you're at that level just yet, but uh, who's the guy in the NBA right now that you guys would say your game is most like? Like, who would you think you model your game after the most or would like to? For me, it's easy. DeMar DeRozan, and that's yeah? why I wear number 10. So, so well, Number 10, DeMar DeRozan, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that's why you wore number 10. That's that's my guy. I wore it, like, growing up, too. So Why is that your guy? Just like I mean, I just like his game, like oh. mid-range, just quiet, doesn't say anything, just goes out there and handles his business. All right. What about you? Well, a couple, I said a couple months ago, years ago, I'd probably say Tim Duncan, but he retired. So right now, I'd, I'd probably go with Steve Adams. Okay. Yeah. He's a very strong and tough dude that has a lot of post-game and is very dominant, very physical game. That works. All right. I like that. Those are both names I wouldn't have even, I like that. We're good. Um, next question. Who wants it? I got it. I got the next one. I got the next one. Um, what is your favorite food in Albuquerque? I'll probably say the burritos are pretty good. The Frontier. So I'll probably say that with like green chili. So you 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 have the green chili bug now. You, you got it. Yeah. Did you have it initially? Like right off the bat? No. When I first got here, hated it. Yeah. But I got used to it. So. What do you put? Is there anything you don't put green chili on now? I mean, if you have the option to put green chili, is there something that it just doesn't go with? I, I don't say I don't eat it often. Yeah. But like when I go to Frontier or any other places, I just okay. Burrito, You've only been here a year, yeah. so you're still just in the burrito yeah. phase. Yeah. You know, you're not, not putting it on. I mean, there's people here in New Mexico that've been here all their life to have it like in ice creams and stuff like that. Like green oh, chili no, I, I, I will never so, go to that you, point. You guys aren't there yet. Okay. No, not yet. Okay. What about you, food wise? Um. I would probably say I'd have to think about it like a natural Albuquerque food. Hmm. That's a problem right here. I I really do love to eat. Yeah. So I have a lot of things that I really like. Well, how about this? Let me let me ask you this since you've taught yourself to cook. Yeah. What do you cook? What's your go to? Oh, my go to? Probably barbecue chicken with brown rice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and a little salad, like, on the side. Now, are you cooking for yourself, or are you cooking for your roommates, too? Um, If I'm by myself, I'll probably just cook for myself, right? Sometimes I'll meal prep my meals for, like, the next couple of days, so I don't have to cook every day. Right. But if they're around both of them, I'll sometimes cook for them, too. Yeah. All right, and who's your other roommate? 
Uh, Andrew Lippin, the manager. Yeah. yeah, Andrew, and he has, I think one of the coaches told me he has a car, so if you guys have to get somewhere, Andrew's the, you guys got to be nice to Andrew. That's the guy. That's the guy, yeah. How often sure. do you eat his food? I mean, every now and then. Yeah? So He's okay? He can cook? I mean, I, mean, right I, can't, now, I can't really say anything because I can't cook. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right now we have training table, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're we're good on that right now. Yeah. It's most of the time, like I don't I don't have to really cook a lot right it's now. The off season that you have. Yeah, the off season is is the time where I have to stay in the kitchen like nearly every second or third day. Yeah. All right. What do you got next? Uh, do you have any guilty pledges? Um, I do. I do watch a lot. I do watch a lot of game shows. I'll be honest. I do watch a lot of game shows, and my probably my favorite one would be Family Feud. I think it's <laughs> I think it's hilarious for some reason. I don't know why. It's, it, I think it's hilarious, especially with Steve Harvey. He's always making jokes. It's always funny, and the questions on there also are very interesting. Would you be any good at it? Probably by now. Yes, I've I've watched a lot. Yeah. <laughs> by are now. we talking like you watched like dozens or like hundreds of episodes? We can. We uh, at the at, we would probably start talking about hundreds right now. Yeah. So he's watching it like he, a yeah. lot. I hear him every time. So is he laughing? Like is he, is he actually like laughing to stuff? He laughs. Yeah. He, like he got me kind into it too. So yeah. I can't really complain. So you're watching it too? Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes he'd be laughing. I'd be like, "What is he laughing at?" And he'd be, like he would yell at, "Oh, watch this!" And I start watching. Yeah. All right. What other game shows? Any others that come to mind? Mm. So, you, but you watch a lot of different ones, right? Well, I used to in the beginning, but then, first, I don't know why, but I, I just there was so, so much Family Feud that I just stopped watching the other game shows, and I just kept watching that because I had to catch up. I was not, I was not only watching the newest episodes; I was also, also watching the old ones, yeah. right? You don't record them or anything, like no, you, no, no, they're all online. Mostly. Okay, yeah. So you don't have to. You're not okay. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not at that stage yet to yeah. record them. No, no, no. Right. Now they're all online, yeah. Just watching them on YouTube or somewhere else. Yeah. Do you have any guilty pleasures uh, yourself that that people might uh, think are a little bit odd? Probably same as Vlad. Uh, yeah. We we watch it a lot, so you know, Ask Steve. That's the show. Uh, I watch it. <laughs> Tell him about your ketchup. <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, I put tomato sauce. We you guys call it ketchup, yeah. But I put it on everything, like anything. like the burritos at the frontier. Yeah, I put it on that anything. So, you haven't broken that habit yet. Nah, you're not I, going to either. It sounds like. No, nah, I'm not. Like it's interesting because when I was in high school, my like uh, coach, he wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Like so, when I go play and I get tired, then he like he always remind me, is that ketchup or tomato sauce? You could say. Yeah. So, you put it really like on everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the things. Like it's not that it's not ex- as extreme like putting ketchup on cereal, but. Yeah. When it comes, much everything yeah, when cereal. it comes to dinner, lunch, yeah. We yes. do have ketchup in our fridge all the time, yes. You go through it pretty quick, huh? Um, I do. Okay. Anything else you two want to kind of ask or say about the other that, that you want people to know? I got another one. I got all another right. one. Um, if you did not play basketball, what sport would you play? Easily soccer. Like, I still watch it. I, I love soccer. I watch it every time, like, you know, when the game uh, is on. Uh, I follow the team, Chelsea, in the Premier League. So, you know, I watch it every now and then. But definitely soccer. Do you have another sport? I know you said you were basketball from the start, but... What, yeah. What would no, you... I, I'll probably go with soccer, too. Germany's very big, sure. right? We just... I mean, we lost in the World Championship this year pretty quick. But before that, we, we got the championship, right? So I'll probably watch a lot of soccer, especially with my friends back home. And I still watch it. still watch it today, yeah. Okay. Follow the German League. What about, I, I mean, this is something I ask all the players just because I know you guys pretty much all play, but when it comes to, like, FIFA, do you play FIFA too? I mean, do you guys Some, play Yeah, I sometimes games? play with him, yeah, but he's 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 very excessive when it comes to FIFA, yeah. Very intense, very emotional, yeah. All right, how good is he compared to everyone else on the team? Because he told me he's, I think he said you were the best on the team. By far. By far, and I was saying by far, all right. By now, yeah, I could see that. No, I could see that's a, that's a reasonable argument. He's probably... Right now, the the best the best FIFA player, but there's 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 other players like Kareem that were competing with him okay. or Anthony, right? They were they they had a, a couple rough games. All right, so when I see you guys warming up before games, I see you both with headphones. You guys are both headphone guys before games. What are you listening to? Um, 
It depends on the mood, I would say. It depends what I what I'm trying to what I'm trying to listen to right now. Sometimes I'd say I'll listen to the the same style of music that would be playing in the gym, like rap music or hip hop. Or um, very rarely, I just I listen to rock music sometimes too before games. Yeah, though that it always switches up in between rock and hip hop, basically. What do you listen to? Mostly like Travis Scott, like calm music. Travis Scott sometimes, uh, but usually like calm music i don't like jumping music like you know people trying to get excited yeah. i try you know listen just calm and prepare myself mentally um last year let's get to the basketball now let's get some of the basketball questions out for you guys um i'm curious what you maybe were surprised about when you got here in terms of the basketball in terms of maybe the intensity maybe you guys were both warned sufficiently that it was going to be as much running as it was i don't know if you thought it would be that much or not but what surprised you about the actual basketball when you guys got here was it was it tougher than you thought was it easier than you thought i mean it wasn't easy to me uh coming in i didn't uh, like i don't think vlad did too we didn't expect to play obviously yeah but with coach he plays everyone so if you come into training and train hard and compete that's all he cares about and you know if you do those then you're gonna play um to me, that's it. Um, well, I was when I was playing pro, I was playing with mostly older guys yeah. that were already, already like 27, 28, coming into the 30s, right? So the game was a little bit more slowed down. And the game here right now, college basketball in general, is very quick, very intense, very athletic. So that was a little bit more different than my style back home. I mean, the assumption is when you're playing – there's a guy coming over who was already playing pro ball. He's probably going to be as ready as everybody. But the reality was they were playing a little bit different brand in terms of the speed. Yeah, it was it was a little bit slower. The physicality was probably about the same because I was playing with already with grown men, right? Um, but yeah, the 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 aspect of everything was a little bit more faster, more athletic. That was that was basically the change of the difference between basketball back home. Yeah. What what would you say about the season you had? Um, were you happy with the season you had? Um, what did you like out of the season? Um, I think the season was very like the first season playing here was a very good experience for me. I think I learned a lot, and of course I did a couple mistakes here and there, sure. uh, typical freshman mistakes. But right now my focus is just to learn from those mistakes coming into the next year playing better, playing a bigger role, and just try to improve as much as possible. I mean, in hindsight, there's nothing you can do about it now, but would you have rather redshirted and not played last year, or do you think that the experience you had on the court in games is something that will make you better? No, I think the, the, uh, I think the experience in the game probably made me a lot better okay. because it's one thing just practicing and the other thing actually being on the court, playing against other or different players, than just practicing outside, outside of it, yeah. What about you? What, what would you say was kind of maybe the highlight of what you thought about last year? Was it, I mean, for me, it probably, like, the way we came towards the end of the season. Yeah. To me, that was, you know, probably the highlight of the season. Um, you know, we put our egos aside, and we just came together and just said, you know, we're going to do this for New Mexico and do it for our coaches and, you know, for each other. So, that to me, that was really and as far as the season you had, though, were, were you even surprised? I know everybody around here seemed to be surprised. I was surprised. Um, I think the coaches would probably admit they were a little surprised. Were you surprised at the season you had? I was a little bit. Um, but I, I had an opportunity, and I could have just said, you know, I'm a typical freshman, and I'm yeah. not going to compete or try hard, or, you know, it's not my job. But I understood, like, you know, we had a lot of injuries like with Sam, obviously. Um, I, I, everyone got to step up. And, you know, like Tavion said it best, he said being a freshman is not an excuse, and I really like that. So I just went out there, just competed, and just tried to help uh, us win. If it did happen, so it's not like, you know, I'm asking you to dive in too much here, but if the Sam Logwood situation didn't happen where you got more minutes when he was not playing there in December, um, you think you would have had the season you did? I don't know. Uh, did it take that, I guess, to, for you to kind of break through? Yeah. Uh, or would you have broken through anyway? No, I don't think I would have broken through. But, you know, the opportunity presented is, like, you know, he, well, I think it was against New Mexico State yeah. where he stepped away from the team. Yeah. So, you know, that game, I went in thinking, like, you know, this is an opportunity 
and I don't think I played great that game, but the next game was against Arizona. So Arizona came in, and I thought I played all right, like defensively. I wasn't great offensively, but, you know, because we always say you play defense and, you yeah, know, the court. yeah, and get deflections and you got to play. I want to ask you a question about that Arizona game because he had a move against DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Um, does he talk about it ever? Did he ever bring it up? That, no, 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 no. He's, he's a pretty humble Is guy. He? Okay. Yeah, he's a pretty I don't know how guy. you could do that with DeAndre Ayton, who's now – you know, number one pick, um, and not talk about it all the time. But he never brings it up. No, no, no. He's a pretty humble guy. No. Do you remember watching that and like film the next day? Oh or yeah, like that? for sure. What did yeah. the teammates say about that? I mean, everybody was pretty impressed. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, everybody was pretty impressed, right? But Quash um, wasn't really talking about it a lot. So a lot of the teammates, you know, yeah. they were they were chill, try, trying to get him, you know, be be a little bit more. Uh, try to try to show off a little bit more, sure. right? But he he stayed very yeah. humble. Yeah, 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 he did. He wasn't really talking about it a lot. All right, I'm gonna ask both of you this now. Tell me something about his game that you like, and something that maybe you think fans are gonna see that they didn't last year with his game. Then I'm gonna ask you the same thing about him. I want to start with you. What do you? What were you impressed with? Um, with his game right now, and, and what do you think fans are gonna see this year that maybe they didn't see before? I mean, in the beginning, he was he was pretty he was very good at driving to the basket and finishing around the rim. And then towards the end of the season, he started actually making a lot of threes, having a very good jump shot. And I think he really improved that that especially this year in the summer. He really worked on that, and I think his jumper he got very good and improved a lot compared to last year. That's what fans are going to see this year. Definitely. What about Vlad? I mean, he does like. Fans probably won't see it, but he just does the dirty work for us. Um, for me, like, every time I drive in and a big try to come and block my shot, he's there to seal him off, and I get, a pre, like, a free layup. So while people and, are going crazy about yeah, the layup or your dunk People are going crazy about my people layup. People realize but, how it happened. Yeah, it's probably, like, it's obviously his bucket. Yeah. And, like, him and Joe were very good at it last year. Um, but this year, I feel like, you know, he's going to be more, like, involved offensively. Uh, his moves, like, back of the rim. Um, and, you know, his free throws getting way better. So I feel like he's going to have a big season this year. All right. Last one I'm going to ask both of you guys, and it's not even so much about the team and the season ahead. You guys are going to get asked that a lot in the next month before the season starts. So I'll, I'll kind of leave that out for now. I want to ask somebody coming from Germany, exact same path as you, um, to go play basketball or some sport in the United States, hasn't been there before. What would you tell them after one year here? That maybe you didn't know, or maybe you would have done differently. What would you? What advice would you give somebody going on the exact same path as you now that you've had a year under your belt here? Um, don't hesitate to ask questions or look for help. Don't don't be shy. Try try to communicate with as much people as possible. Get to know everybody okay. because you never know who's going to help you at the end and who's going to be your friend or who's going to help you. And when basketball wise. I would say if you come, if that person will come to University of New Mexico, it's it's all about working, working out, and how much work you put in yeah. at the end. It doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter wh- what your name is. If you show off off the court and in the gym, you will play and you'll be successful. What about you? Someone going on the same path you went on, what would you tell them that you didn't know a year ago? Just like Vlad said, I, I feel like work ethic will get you far in life. Um, you know, just give everything 100 percent and if you know, if you have a dream, a lot of people are there to help you. So it's just up to you. Just work. All right. That's it for the main stuff. I do want to ask, though, I think in general you're a little bit quiet, but I don't know if that's true. Is he, is he as quiet as people think he is? No. Nah. I mean, everybody has different, 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 different um, yeah, interests and sure. all that kind of stuff. So he he does talk a lot, a lot. Uh, around friends and all that kind okay. of stuff. When it comes to public, you know, everybody shows up shows up differently, right? Some people like to talk in public. Some people don't. Some people like to shy off. It's perfect. Well, so I'm going to ask you the same question about Vlad because I think a lot of people probably don't realize, and, and I don't even know this that much about you, but I'm told he's a talker. Is Can he talk? I mean, he's, he's open. He's laughing. He's, he's having fun. Um, I don't know if people know that about you or about him. Is How much does... Uh, is he talking a lot? Yeah, he talks a lot. He likes to have fun. Yeah. Um, you know, being around friends, he talks. Uh, I, I like that about him. You know, and, and maybe that's just because you weren't in front of 
the microphones and the cameras as, as much last year because he didn't play as much as some of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think? Uh, I mean, what, what would you say if, if somebody uh, told you they did, they did, they were surprised to hear that you you talk as much as you do? Well, I mean, has anybody ever told you that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, to be honest. Um, I was, I don't know. I just, I just got to the habit of like, I like talking to other people. I like to communicate yeah. on the court and off the court. And I think that's like my mom always told me like, you're not gonna get far if you're by yourself. So yeah. I just, I just stick to the advice and uh, don't close my mouth. Very cool. All right, guys, I appreciate that. Anything else either one of you want, Lobo fans who might be listening to this podcast, anything you guys want to let them know about the season, about either one of you or about yourselves? Uh, I think I think we have a great team this year. I really do. And it's a lot of players that want to work hard and are very committed to the program. And they should definitely they should definitely check out the next games that are coming up already in a couple of weeks, right. I think, right? And just be ready. That's all it is. Is it more work than last year? Well, what do you mean exactly? With like, more like, work? would you say you guys are putting in more work, or now that you're used to it, it's the same work, but you're just doing it in a different way? You're, you're prepared for it. Well, it's always hard to tell if it's more work or less work. It's it's definitely more specific because we, we this go. year we already more experienced. We already know what we're doing. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So we see we're working more on details than on on the whole thing, right? We're trying to, to perfect our game right now. Very yeah. good. Anything you want fans to know about the season ahead or about your season ahead? Need your support. See you at the pit. That works, guys. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and good luck this year, guys. Thank, Thank you. Very much. There you go. That was my conversation with Vladimir Pinchuk and McQuatch Malwatch, the two Lobo sophomores. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it. I thought they had a good time with it, too. So about a month before the season starts, have a... I don't know how many more, um, but several more podcasts before the season starts. And then once the season gets going, I hope to have Talking Grammar at least once a week. Um, You know, whatever I can get around the beat, just share with you guys the conversations I have covering this team and some of the behind the scenes stuff uh, to to sort of give you a deeper look than than what some articles can give you sometimes. Just share some of the conversations around the Lobo basketball beat and hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys do subscribe via iTunes, please. Uh, I'll ask you to to leave a rating there um, to give us a review. It helps us out. If you want to give me some feedback, you can email me at ggrammar at abqjournal.com. As always, you can get this. You can get the accompanying feature article that ran that uh, published in the Thursday edition of the Albuquerque Journal. Um, print edition, of course. And you can also get us online, abqjournal.com slash sports. Much appreciated once again. For you listening and give me the feedback i want to hear what you guys think and uh with some future podcast ideas you may have i know i got several lined up already for the next month so look forward to it once again glad you listened to talking grammar podcast till next time thanks guys